super excited to be doing this with you. So this is my at the whiteboard series and you have been helping me a ton with mindset and I'm just so grateful for you. And I wanted to bring you on here to talk to the other people in the community that I think that you would really be able to help out a little bit. And I want to kind of just start by honestly asking you, how did you get into the mindset coaching and, and the whole, you know, I actually have never asked you that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, um, it's a funny one because the more I think about it, the more it's kind of like ingrained into who I really am and my natural inclination. I've always been interested by why we do the things we do. Um, and I suppose that really came to a head when, or like really started to be intense as an interest when I was, um, when I was being really bullied at school. So I had a pretty crappy time at school. Um, they kind of was not in a good place and I got really anxious about everything that's happening to me. I had like, I was beaten up on the way to school on the way back at lunchtimes, like it was physical, emotional. Um, and I didn't feel like I could ask for anyone, um, ask for help from anyone. So all this was like a lot of mindset issues, um, as, as a kid. And this all developed into a heart condition. Um, I know I now can see the link between the emotional and the physical, I basically got super anxious and my heart started freaking out. They temporarily diagnosed me with something called sudden death syndrome, which is pretty scary for my parents to get um, a diagnosis of that for their child and probably scary for me too, but I didn't really process it because it was just normal for me because it's my life. Um, and anyway, that like that was me for a long time. I was anxious, scared, worried, skinny, um, no confidence at all, no self-belief, um, always fearful. Um, and then I got introduced to two things. One of them was the Royal Marines Commandos, which is a little elite arm of the British military. And another one was a book called Bounce by Matthew Syed. And that that book it introduced the 10,000 hour rule. Um, and the first night I'd ever heard of it. And it's it switched a piece of my mind of oh, maybe we can change who I am. Um, and I was tempted to do psychology at, at university um, and at, at sixth form. Um, but ironically, I didn't believe I'd be good enough to do it. And I didn't believe I'd be smart enough. So I didn't. Um, and then I found my way into this area anyway, um, through my own journey, like learning about mindset, learning about my own limitations, overcoming them, and also mentorship with a, a sports psychologist and a counselor and learning their system. Um, and then having conversations with athletes because I was personal training and in the Royal Marines at the time. Um, and I learned that the conversations I was having with athletes were just as important, if not more important than the like here sets and reps, because the change thereafter, well, there are sort of connection, which is what we're all after, to be seen, heard, listened to, understood, loved essentially. Um and and like and then mindset growth was the other thing they were for looking for, like the to overcome their beliefs, like who they believe they were. And then somehow that that ends up in mindset rexed. Yeah. I just um I just literally was like, I can't believe I have never asked you that question because for somebody who you know, I wasn't quote unquote, bully. I was bullied, but in different ways, more emotional, more verbal. Um, and as a young adult, I developed an eating disorder. And, you know, I, I often have spoken to people about, you know, I don't, you know, people are like, do you still go to therapy? And honestly, I didn't get, I don't get nearly as much out of therapy that I, when I went to therapy than I've ever gotten out of what I get with you. Because, mm. and, I, and I'm saying that with 100%, I've, I've told people that because the connection is different. The understanding is a different level. Whereas a lot of times when I was in therapy, everything was just so like cookie cutter. And it was like, you know, very, you know, like let's draw a picture. And, and I was artistic in a lot of ways and that, but 
it just never really got down to now that I get a better understanding about where my habits or where my actions were coming from. Absolutely. Understanding the psychology about eating disorders and stuff was really important for me, but what I've gotten with you is different. And as an athlete now where I'm at in my life, a lot of those beliefs that I had as a child, just like I'm sure you still experience with being bullied is like, they, they like, don't go away. They manifest themselves into how we handle life now. And I think that in a lot of ways, people don't take the time to really think about mm. how our past shapes our future and how our beliefs become our reality. And I think for, you know, I talk all about the stories in our heads and and I know those things, but I myself was very resilient to writing things down. And, you know, you have really gotten me into a better place where I can actually take time to journal. Um, so a lot of the people out here are probably like, what is mindset coaching? What is mindset RX? What is your main focus with the people that you work with? Mm, really nice. Before I get to that, I just want to jump back to one thing that you said, which is really yeah. interesting. Um, you mentioned about uh, experiencing more change in the work that we're doing than therapy. And like, and I'm not just saying that because it, it sounds really good for us and what we do. It's in, it's interesting as a, as a topic because, well, why is that? Like, why is that? One level, I think, is because mindset is a one-size-fits-one solution. Like there's principles and and kind of values that that carry along, but I think the the more important thing is what else you're talking about there, which is those beliefs we have as a as a child, which are usually where coping strategies are ingrained into us. They they come about through two things: repetition and emotion. So they're emotionally salient because they're so painful whatever that is, whether it's not being seen and loved as a child, whether it's bullying, whether it's um, like whatever it is for you, whether it's not feeling good enough. Um, and they're repeated. Like for me, it's repeated pretty much daily, multiple times. Um, so what that says is that they're really ingrained, but also how do we change that? How do we make the change? It's repetition and emotion. And we do that through like calls, like you and I have been having calls and they're very useful, but the real work comes in sitting down on a daily basis or pretty much daily and training our mindset, putting in the sets, sets and the reps. Um, so that's where, like, that's where the real growth comes from. Like that's, that's the, the reps, that's the work. Like you wouldn't expect to get physically fitter with one 30 minute training session a week. But if you put the reps in seven days a week or multiple times throughout the week, then that's where you get the, the growth. And I think you've actually mentioned to me, it's just that the word, the, the, the quote that comes to my head is like changing the narrative. Mm. We are literally writing a new story and, and something that I love is AMWAP as many, as many wins as possible. I mean, those, when I see that on my journal and prompt, I'm like, Ooh, I get to write things down. And at first I remember how hard that was for me. I think I remember my first one was like, I can't think of anything positive because I was just in such a negative place. And it's been so awesome to be able to, even in the worst days, to be able to say, where can I find the positive in this situation? And so I, I love that whole change of the narrative thing. So yeah, I love that. That was, I'm glad that you added that on. So I guess I could talk about it, but I want you to talk about it. What do you typically do with the people that you work with, with mindset? What do you, what do you think is so different about what you do versus like therapy? And I can go into what I think is different because I'm in the same way as a nutrition coach. Why am I different than an RD or a registered dietitian? There's a lot of things that are different, you know? So mm. what do you think is so different? Yeah, that's, that's an interesting, I think the fact that we, we come in it from an athlete centric perspective, obviously there's, you're a human before you're an athlete, but 
additionally, like I understand what's happening with you as an athlete. I understand the pressures I've worked with athletes from all areas of life. And we have like our coaches have as well from like all levels of competition. So I think that's a big one because like lots of people come to us and they're like, you know what? Like I've spoken to a therapist about this or I've had counseling or I've tried journaling, but it doesn't translate to the gym and it doesn't translate to competition. It doesn't translate to my actual performance. Um, and they've tried sports psychologists, but it's like kind of, it's a bit too specific almost. It's like they want uh, an overarching, like an overlap between the two areas. And that's where we really focus on. Like we train the human and the athlete at the same time. And I think that's what's very different. And then the fact that we're like, the fact that you're submitting your mindset training to me every day and you're doing the work and then sending it to me and I'm analyzing it, that's very different from like jumping into a therapy session once a week or twice a week and kind of catching the therapist up and explaining where you're at to. And then also, I suppose the other side, whilst we're training mindset, what we're not dealing with is mental illness to the point of disorder. We're somewhere in the middle. We're kind of like if the CrossFit um, health to um, health to fitness um and and disease continuum was where we're at we're kind of in the middle to the top not right at the bottom from starting out um so yeah that's i think that's a few of the differences yeah. what i'd I be interested it, to know what you think yeah i do think that's one of the main differences that and i think that just like the more connection um mm. i love that you never tell me what to do it's as much as sometimes i wish you would it's well what do you think it's actually helping me to, it empowers me. And that's with me. And I, one of the things I talk about with my clients about is like, I want to empower you to be the leader of your life. I don't want to tell you what to do. I want you to be empowered with that. And you definitely have really helped me with that. Um, I think that the main thing today is, as I want to really make sure that the listeners can understand is that mindset coaching isn't reserved for just the top level athletes. And that there's kind of going to be two populations of people that are going to be hearing this. There's going to be the top level athletes or even the semifinals, quarterfinals open, and they're trying to take it to the next step. But there's also going to be the gen pop, the people that are going to the gym because they want to get healthy. They want to get fit. And both of those types of populations have mindset blocks. And a lot of it is they don't even, they, they, they actually, and I think I put myself in, we blame ourselves. We think that it's just, Oh, we're the, we're the ones that we can't make the commitments. We can't, do the little things. We don't put the attention to detail. We're too stuck in our ways to make changes. And I want to talk a little bit about how mindset coaching can really help drive for both of those populations. One, performance improvements by dialing in the mindset and two, driving those habit changes that people are so resilient to uh, be able to make. And maybe you can give some quick tips for uh, maybe both of those populations and what you might recommend to kind of get started with mindset on their own. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's start with the kind of the high-end athletes and the people aiming at being an elite athlete and then work our way into the different camp. Um, so high-end athletes, they're essentially putting way too much pressure on themselves. They're forcing success. They've lost all the fun and adventure and excitement from training. Um, and they find that they just hit this kind of limitation. And that limitation is where their beliefs run out of being useful. Essentially, we develop beliefs to help us cope in the world. And those are essentially what we refer to as coping mechanisms or coping strategies. And they work as a really good way to get us out of pain until they stop working. 
and we can't go any further. And then we find we hit this glass ceiling that we can't quite break through. What we need to do then is release ourselves from the beliefs. And we can do this through two ways. One of them is identify. Well, there's actually three ways in this regulation of your nervous system. Like all of us athletes know that we've got to recover better. We've got to feel better. If we feel like crap, we're not going to perform well. The next one is looking at our um, story that we believe and getting rid of those beliefs that have limited us. And maybe we've learned to believe that we're always um, second best, or we're always being compared to somewhere else or we'll, um, or someone else, or maybe we've learned to believe that we'll get socially rejected if we display authenticity, like that's our limiting belief. And if we don't change that, we're going to run into limitations over again. So removing that belief and then performance-based as well. Like how are we going to optimize our performance? My favorite tool for this and helping athletes optimize their performance is thinking about the character skills that we want to develop as athletes. Now, as athletes, we, we especially in the CrossFit space, we think a lot about like forcing, pushing, aggression, um, discipline, willpower, and those are great. They're really important, but they only kind of they only work when they're balanced out with things like self-compassion and patience and those more kind of archetypically feminine traits so kind of soft and more gentle to yourself so we've got to learn to display those in workouts and all i like where i start with pretty much every athlete is what is the character skill that you need to work on most what's the one that's going to give you the biggest benefit and give me exactly one way that you're going to display that in a workout today or in your training today so Maybe it is, um, I'm going to develop the character skill of full commitment. And I'm going to do that by fully driving and fully committing in my jerks. And that's that's it. In my first set of jerks, be very specific. Um, so we can work on that and we can do the same with like self-compassion and patience and, um, and observation and all these kind of character skills that you want to display. And then if we go to general population is that I want to start, you go, before I go, I'm going to I just want to tell you that without even knowing that's what you did it's you know it's something that's working with you right now it's crazy how I am now seeing this is that I go into a session now and I'm like today I'm going to practice gratitude for everything that my body has shown me I'm going to do that by giving it you know the opportunity to not have to feel the pressure of pushing hard and knowing that there's days where you'll see in my thing where I'm like, today I'm going to be a pit bull. And mm -hmm. I literally want to fight. Like, I don't even want to think. I just want to go dark and not care about the pain. Like, and like developing those character traits is so cool. And, and giving the listeners a little bit of feedback on how that's helped me is that my training has become more productive because I'm not always trying to be the pit bull. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm not always trying to be that person. I'm sometimes saying, hey, today I'm going to practice being, you know, the mindful athlete and, you know, how well am I hitting the standards of these movements and how well am I executing this? How many times did I have to chalk? It's just, I wanted to just shift because as an athlete myself, I don't think people understand how important taking the time to think about these things can totally change how you, what you get out of a session. And what you get out of your out of your training. So I just wanted to quickly talk on that. Now you can go and do Yeah, thanks. Thanks for sharing that because it makes it more like I can talk about it from a theoretical point of view in my own experience, but like you giving yeah. Carlos that really helps. And I think the the reason why that works is because you're you're training two things at once. You're actively intentionally training your mind and your character instead of just hoping that it happens. Like we do this too often in CrossFit. And 
the, the fact is that we initially get some huge gains in, in terms of mindset because we start to overcome these beliefs, but that runs out very quickly, like around two years in typically. And our character then stays the same unless we intentionally train it. Um, so that's like by going into a session and saying like, I'm not only training the physical aspect and giving myself these performance objectives within this, but I'm giving myself mindset objectives too. That is stretching you and giving you something to aim at and giving you um, a kind of, a barometer of success that you can use to record instead of just, oh, I am who I am and I can't change that. And it helps us control our emotions because, yes. you know, the, the reason with top end athletes is that we truly care about being mm -hmm. the best. Mm -hmm. And that can become a very emotional state. And when we're acting on emotions, and I had this yesterday, I, I have a broke foot right now. And I went into my session and I was like, oh, I'll just work on upper body. I was trying to be the, the guy, you know what? opportunity Cheryl like you can really get better at at ring muscle ups today and then my ring muscle ups felt like shit so then I'm like oh woe is me and I started finding myself going into this negative I'm like no like you can change this right now all that emotion is not going to do you any good you know and so it allows you to be more in the moment so I just wrote it I think it's really important for people and, and this is for all athletes not just the the top games athletes the top games athletes do this really really well but it's a trickling down effect that they had to start somewhere. And no matter what your end goal is, taking this time is important. And I just really want to emphasize that before I moved on to Gen Pop. So absolutely. Now you to absolutely. Gen Pop. Yeah. Okay. And to add to that again, and then I will get to Gen Pop. Yeah. Um, the the best athletes in the world, sometimes they're the worst people to look to for mindset advice because they don't know or they consider normal the reasons that they got to where they are. Like we're also subconsciously conditioned the whole way through our lives. And we regard that as normal. And we generate these beliefs, these beliefs create our reality through that sounds very um, mystical and woo woo, but like, let's break that down quickly. The, our beliefs create our reality by by affecting our thoughts and emotions, which affect our behaviors. And that creates our success or lack thereof. And that's what, great athletes do they have these beliefs that um facilitate the behaviors which create success and they've never questioned them never created them and like that is or they have but it's been kind of unintentional and they've arrived yeah. to where they are but most people like the people who are best to learn from are the people who have gone from who weren't great performers and then they've worked their way up because they've had to systematically change their their mindset now Let's go to Gen Pop before I forget. Um, and it's honestly, it's the same. It's just really a different goal, right? These people are mm -hmm. maybe not looking to, to compete at the top level of their sport, but they're looking at their body and their health. And they're like, I just can't break these barriers. And it's mm -hmm. coming down to these beliefs. I can't, I can't seem to make these commitments, these, these habit changes. And mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm trying to get more consistent with my nutrition or, you know, trying to, you know, do these different things. Um, and I will tell you this, that one of the, the biggest pitfalls I find with general pop, when I, and when I speak to general pop guys, I'm talking about anybody out there that's going to the gym because they want to be fit and healthy. They don't necessarily have this high achieving goal in terms of competition or sport. They just really want to feel and look better. One of the biggest limiters I find is that people are always looking for instant gratifications. And this is where people in gen pop are very different than athletes because most athletes are often very committed to the process. They understand that gen pop, they are very much about like, give me results today. They like want everything now uh, for whatever beliefs they have in their brain about how things happen. 
Um, but I want to kind of talk to, you know, I guess this population where it's like, hey, I, I want to make these changes in my life, but I'm not ever committing to anything long enough to see those changes. Mm. So again, it's three steps. The nervous system regulation piece is, is key, but let's not overcomplicate that because usually with general population, the the winds are much easier to get. So let's just start with sleep hygiene and make sure we're getting enough high quality sleep. Let's limit our screen time. Let's get outside early. Um, let's like kind of um, hydrate really well and eat some real food. Let's start there and not over caffeinate. Like let's start there and just build, and we can build from that into breath work and cold exposure and stuff if needed. But usually the winds are, are much kind of easier and more simple and we can do them and doing them consistently results to huge amounts of change. So we can start there, but the, the big two are the kind of the rewiring piece. Actually, that's, that's probably the big one here. Performance is kind of important, but it's not the, the be all and end, end all. So rewiring the narrative. How do we do this? We test. We've got to figure out what that, that narrative is. What is the belief that we have? And we do that through some journaling, writing down our, our thoughts, emotions, and physical sensations, bring them to the surface so we can start to identify the belief. So just get out and journal, begin writing. Like that's the most simple way to do it. Not judging what goes down, not judging the quantity, the quality, um, how crazy we feel when we're writing, when we see our thoughts come out and we're like, oh, I didn't realize that was really what I'm thinking. Um, Just get it out on paper and just begin to observe and ask yourself the question, what would someone who thinks this believe? And that's that's a good question to think when you're looking through your journaling. Then creating a vision, like what does success look like to you? Like really, like what is a three-year vision of success? What's a five-year vision of success? Like what is the best version of you look and feel like? And then we've got that emotion starting to go. And then from there, presence, focusing on now instead of like the future. So what can we do to focus us on now? And then proof, like you talked about it already, AMWAP, as many wins as possible. And that's probably the tool that has the biggest shifts in general population mindset immediately. Just taking three to five minutes at the end of each day, writing down everything that you did that takes you closer towards being the person that you want to be. And it's process-based, not outcome-based. That's the key there. So like I trained today, I ate within like 5% of my macros. I hydrated well. I I Im- implemented some, um, some sleep protocols, like whatever it is. Like I, I had a nice conversation with my partner. I um, went outside for a walk, like whatever these things are that took you closer towards being who you want to be, get them in your, in your journal and start writing about them. And it's, well, what I'm really, the main thing that I want to talk about here is because I'm a nutrition coach, obviously, is that all these things, right? These habit changes, the sleep, the screen time, the hydration, the journaling. Okay. People don't see the value in these things because they've never experienced the value. And, you know, and they expect if they have one good night of sleep, that everything's going to come together. And it's really, like you said, it's, it's repetitions. It's the repetitions of those things and being more mindful. And I, and I think that what I definitely want people to get across here is that myself included, we don't spend enough time training our brain to think. We spend too much time avoiding thinking. You know, even from this week when I first had my foot injury, you called me out without even telling me. You didn't even know you were calling me out. Don't forget to actually feel the emotions today, Cheryl. Because guess what? I was already looking for ways to not feel what I was feeling. We don't want to take that time to do those things because it feels uncomfortable and we think it's a waste of time. But by taking the time 
to actually ask yourself what you want because people don't know what they want. They don't even know. They know they want to lose 20 pounds and they don't even know why they want to lose it. They don't even know why. They just know that right now because they don't think about it. I mean, they they think, but they don't actually verbalize it and, and get themselves to understand. And when you actually realize how all the things that are going on in your life are causing those problems, you become more aware of the problems. And now you're more likely to fix those things. And it's, whether you're the top end athlete trying to fix your commitment to your training program and not worrying about what everybody else is doing, or you are somebody in the gym that's just trying to be healthier. You have to understand that. And I, I don't remember where I heard this, but like the beauty of success is in the freaking chase. Mm-hmm. Like people that are successful in life, it's not because they achieved a goal that they're happy. The goal didn't make them happy. You know, they didn't, they didn't get happy because they, it's really reflection on the chase because usually when they get to that goal, what's next, they mm-hmm. want something else. And those driven minds are just over and over. So it's just, it was just why I want to kind of like mention that because as I was writing these things down, I'm like, yeah, you know, when I tell my clients, Hey, do you think you can, you know, like get off the phone, like 30 minutes early and maybe try and get a little bit more sleep. Oh, that's the only thing I get to do at night is play on my phone. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. Well, do you want to sleep better or do you want to play on your phone? Like it's, it's like little things like that, that were very resilient to change, Mm -hmm. you know? So and it's really important to, to note there the, the discomfort too, because we, when we think about the gym or we even think about work, we're very familiar with the type of the way that that discomfort is going to feel. We like, oh, okay. Like, and that, and we can justify that that's a good thing to look at, but this a mental, emotional discomfort that is very uncomfortable for us to, to feel. And we, we kind of categorize it as bad, but that's the, that's the equivalent of, I don't know, the the Fran lung in the middle of the workout, or it's the equivalent of doing your awful set of echo bike intervals, or it's the equivalent of going to failure on your chest bars, like whatever it is, like that mental emotion discomfort of, of like, oh, I'm uncovering this and, or I'm forcing myself to look at the positives and, and switching my perspective, or I'm forcing myself and, um, or allowing myself to be present in the moment. And despite the discomfort, like that discomfort is the the work that you're doing. And we have to learn to like see that as the process. And that is the yeah. kind of, yeah, that's the way to success by by leaning into that discomfort. We had this old slogan, embrace hardship, that we talked about for ages. And everyone always thought it was about like, okay, in, in the session, like we've even got some patches here embrace hardship and HFPO having fun pays off. Um, and those, um, those patches everyone always thought it was about in the workout just push as hard as you can absolutely crush yourself but it's about that and it's about embrace the hardship of being compassionate to yourself and yeah. embrace the hardship of observing your thoughts without redacting them and and judging them this that's the hardship that makes the real changes yeah um before i kind of go into some of the different things that you do offer with your i know you have some like you have some like free like seminar type stuff um, the last thing that I had written down is the importance of being intentional in what we do. Um, and kind of like as an athlete, gen pop, whatever, that a lot of times, like we forget what we're actually trying to achieve. We forget what we're actually trying to do. And I think that with the mindset training, people don't realize how much that can make you more intentional, um, in your actions. You know, we tend to, like I said, I mentioned instant gratification. We're all very impulsive beings and we kind of just very easy 
easily act and don't even realize we're doing something. And then later we pay the consequences from beating ourselves up. And I think with, with journaling, with mindset, with even going into a session, writing down the character traits, knowing what you're trying to get out of the session, even if you are going into your day, if you can, you can take that same exercise and, and as, as a, a gen pop, start your morning off. Like, what is my intent today? Like what character trait am I going to portray today? You know, like what kind of a person do I need to be today in my day? Taking that time can set you up for being more intentional and getting more out of every single thing that you do. And I just think that I wanted to kind of just really touch on that a little bit and how mindset training has really helped me with being more intentional in things and how people can really get that as well. That's brilliant. Like I, I love that you're you've got to that point and you're you're getting to even further beyond that as well because we spend so much time acting and not enough time thinking about where our actions are taking us, like no time aiming, but we just act the whole time. And what inevitably happens if we just act is that that forms a loop and a pattern of thought and behavior and emotion that we just follow around and around and around and around. Then we're like, oh, why am I stuck? Well, it's because we're not adjusting our aim each day or each um, each training session. And yeah. we need to do that, we need to know where we're getting away from. So we need to understand our limiting belief. We need to understand where we're headed to like what is success even if it's a vague idea of success at first like heading toward that is is good and even if it's away from discomfort that's better than nothing then we need to be present we need to be focused on now like what am i doing right now am i falling into the old trap and then at the end it's it's like proving to yourself that you're doing the right things reinforcing that oh that was a success that was good that was bad that took me towards where i wanted to go that didn't and um it's just that that process over and over and over again that that's what makes people intentional and purposeful and deliberate and effective got it um so what i want to go over now is a kind of like a couple of things that you do offer to the community mm -hmm. so they can kind of like know what they can be looking for because honestly when i found your podcast i was like diving into i love that you guys would interview and then kind of do like a recap of the interview um mm -hmm. i was really like diving into a lot of that stuff but for and i know that i'll make sure they, they can find your podcast but what kind of things do you guys do with, you know, I know you had the one-on-one -on -one coaching, but I know you also have some group stuff that you kind of put out throughout the year. Yeah. Um, so where, where to start with, we've got a cool webinar coming up with Khan Porter actually on, I'm not sure when this is going to go up, but it's going up mid November um, with, with Khan. Um, and it's basically a how to train your mindset the, from the start to the finish. Like what do you need to do as an athlete to train your mindset? Um, so that's coming up, but we just switched to working entirely one-to-one. -one. Um, it was like at the beginning of this year, we stopped doing group programs because this is like, you know, it's a personal process. It's oh, yeah. a personal environment. And like, I was trying to try and like make the optimal business model. And in fact, I like it a bit messy because it's a human thing. And I like the kind of the connection that we have on our calls. And I like the connection that I have with all of our other athletes and the change that we can create. And it's uh mindset is a, is a personal thing it's a one-size-fits-one solution so we like to be able to adjust that um so all our coaching is currently one-to-one -one. we do um weekly calls or monthly calls that's it those are your two options you'll get still getting yeah. fully customized programming you're still getting daily check-ins from us um but those are your two options and we we might run a coaching certification uh, certification occasionally for people who want to take it to the next level and learn how to coach mindset but for, for now those are the the two options on on the personal coaching yeah and i would 100 think it's going to be awesome so what i would like to do is i want to leave the audience and i'm going to put this out there for them is like you know obviously i know how difficult it was by the way guys just so you know this one subject wide ruled notebook is my first completed journal that I've done in I don't know how long because I 
have bought 5 million journals and never finished one. And so if you're that person out there, that's like, I've always tried to develop a consistent habit of journaling. I know this is important for me, but never could do it. And I've had a rough, a rough patch recently, but, uh, I am very proud of myself for the amount of effort I've put into my mindset training and I am seeing it pay off. Um, in fact, even though I almost had tears yesterday in my session, I haven't cried in a session in a long time. And, and as an athlete, I would often put a lot of pressure on myself and leave the gym crying. And, and that would be just miserable. It would just affect my entire day. Um, so I want to kind of leave the audience with some action steps they can take today. And I was going to possibly, I'm going to put together like a little guide for them. And I'm thinking of like three good journal prompts. And I think one is definitely, I want to include AMWAC as part of that. Mm -hmm. I just think that that is so beneficial. And what I'm, and well, why don't you explain AMWAC? I don't want to explain, I want you to AMWAC. Yeah, perfect. So why this works is because you're, we remember repetition and emotion. That's what changes the connections within our brain. So we need to reinforce the story that we want to believe and that is true. Like that's what we're trying to do here. And it makes us feel good. It makes us feel positive. It makes us realize that we are making progress and it makes us look back at our day and go, oh, actually I did do a lot rather than that one thing I did wrong. There's about 25 things that I did right today. So it's very simple. You can do this in a few ways. Spend five minutes, put a timer on five minutes and write down as many wins from the past 24 hours as possible. That's probably the best one or from the last week. Give yourself a time frame, maybe 24 hours. What did I do today that took me closer towards my goals? So AMWAP, that's one. Um, let's go for an observe your inner athlete. And the point of this is to uncover what is um, what is holding you back that you haven't realized. So I would just start with my greatest challenge in life is, and then just carry on writing. Just see how that, where that ends up and just whatever comes up in your mind. This is a game of basically association, free association. Whatever comes up in your mind goes down to paper. Don't judge it. Don't redact. Don't edit. Don't think you're writing for anyone else. You're just writing. You're streaming your consciousness out. You're, that's all you're doing. So you kind of switch off the judgment and just write um, for five minutes and see what comes up there. It's a free exercise and it, it works really, really well. And then we can go for a direction review to, to finish with. And this is very simple. Um, where do I want to be in three years? There's two parts to it. Where do I want to be in three years from now? And secondly, what am I going to do in the next 24 hours to take me closer? I love that. And I think that that's great for everybody. And the cool thing about this guys is I'll be honest, is that when you first start, if you're like resistant to like taking the time, it doesn't really take that much time. It doesn't, we overthink it. Um, just like everything else in nutrition. Oh, I don't have time to plan my meals. No, you have time. You're not making it a priority. And if you are struggling to make progress in your life, in the gym, like taking the time to work with your mental health is 100% only going to bring you benefit, whether it gets you to your goal or it gets you happier and healthier, it's going to change your life. So, um, you know, it's something that I definitely full heartedly believe in. And I'm, I'm actually excited for this, uh, this webinar that you're doing. I, I love Con Porter and I love how open he is about his own mental health stuff. So I, I think that's going to be amazing. So, uh, but thank you for doing this, Tom, anything last minute to add? I know that they can find you mindset RX. And then obviously I'll link that in the show notes along with your podcast. Um, I'll put the webinar sign up as well. 
And anything else you want to add in there? No, that's all good. Um, one thing I would say is you're very kind saying that um, we've helped you. You've done all the work. Like you, I want yeah. to make that public. Like you did the work. You changed your mindset. You put the sets and reps in. Like we might have told you, or I told you, like this is the way to go. But you did the work. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be honest, guys. Just so you all know, there's times like he's going to think I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like I am all over the place but that's what's so beautiful about this relationship and, and everything with the brain is that we are all somewhat crazy in our own ways so mm -hmm. I love it so thank you very much Tom I appreciate you my absolute pleasure